Welcome to the 63rd episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and with me as always, the heads to my tails, Brandon Gross. If it was Halloween, it would be heads to my stone. Whoa, okay, Whoa. that's pretty good. Hey. I was also, if uh, if Sonic 2 had just come out, I could, you could have been the Sonic to my tails. That oh, is that, is that the other, that's the other one. That's the other hedgehog, yeah. Did you see those movies? I have not seen either of those movies, no. <laughs> I got too spooked by the by the teeth, Brandon. Do you remember no. Sonic had teeth? I remember the teeth, yeah. Yeah, took Twitter by storm. No, I've not seen any of the Sonic movies, but Ben Schwartz playing Sonic is very funny to me. And Jim Carrey is the villain, and he's like, this is my last movie. It's like, that's what you chose, buddy? All right. I know. It's like you if Daniel, it's like if Daniel uh, Day-Lewis had decided that he wanted to do uh, Cheaper by the Dozen 2 as his last movie. <laughs> I told you I was going to be funny today, Brandon. I'm you bringing did. the heat. I'm yeah, hey, heat. a peek behind the curtain, people. Sam opened this up saying, I'm going to be funny today. <laughs> yeah, I said, I'm going to try to be funny, which Brandon and I then immediately agreed on is a good way to not be funny not for the be rest funny. of the day. Did yeah. someone say to you that you're not funny on the podcast? Is that what happened? No, 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 no. Uh, thankfully, all of our reviews are only talking about how funny I am. But uh, no, nobody said that. I just I just wanted to kind of bring the heat today. Mm-hmm. We don't have an episode next week. We should let everybody know that uh, we're both going to be on vacation in one of the most uh, painfully ironic moments of my entire life. Miranda and I, are, uh, my girlfriend and I are flying out to Portland, Oregon for a wedding this weekend uh, or next weekend. Sorry. Uh, so we're not going to be around Friday for the record. And uh, Brandon's also going to be on vacation in New York City seeing the yeah. Mets and Marlins. <laughs> And staying in your apartment. And staying in my apartment. (laughs) So if you heard that I was going out of town and thought you could just shimmy the lock and come steal all of my very valuable possessions, too bad. You're going to be greeted by Brandon Gross himself. (laughs) So listeners, if if you're trying to find out what's going on in Sam's apartment, if you want me to rummage (laughs) through all of his, his recording equipment, I can do it, all right? You go on live stream, like go on Instagram live through all of my like my hamper and my drawers yes. and just like, yeah, show read up your all. diary. <laughs> Dear diary. Brandon said I wasn't funny enough on the <laughs> podcast this last week. It's really got Brandon head. funnier than me again. <laughs> what if you come and it's like uh, like a seven level upset, like serial killer. Brandon doesn't think I'm funny written all over the walls and like newspaper oh, yeah. articles about how you didn't think I was funny. Yeah. Helter Skelter. It. It's in blood. Yeah, it's like Dan Marino. Remember in uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective? when the... This is a big Jim Carrey podcast. <laughs> this is a big Jim Carrey podcast. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about, though? Have you seen the Ace Ventura movies? Yes, I have seen them, yes. yeah. The kicker for the Miami Dolphins didn't the laces and all that shit. I don't Dan remember Marino. the specifics of it. I remember, I think it's a problematic thing. It's transphobic in hindsight, yes. Yes, yeah. so I remember that. I'm glad I brought this up on the last day of Pride Month. <laughs> Hey, you're trying to be funny, man. It's not That's working. No. You're, trying, you're trying to be Joe Rogan funny, man. I was about to say, yeah, if we really wanted to sell our souls, it seems like comedians just lean into right-wing uh, alt-right politics sure. and they just make $5 million a month. On you know what's Patreon funny? Probably is. more of a market into right-wing comedy than there is. It's too saturated with these liberal comics. We That's should be true. Right-wing we should be comedians. right-wing. What if, what if we made an alt-right baseball podcast and co-hosted with Aubrey <laughs> Huff? <laughs> well, I found out Jake Arrieta has a podcast. Oh, is he a is he a conservative? It's on... Come on, mm, he's got to so. be right. He's got to be. He's got to be. I, mean, I think he just... is. No, I I think he was anti-vax. He's on the Phillies last year, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I so. think he was one of the many anti-vax Phillies last year. Were, weren't the Phillies famously at like uh at like a twenty percent vax rate or something hysterical like that last season? Maybe that's a hyperbole. Oh, I, it was it was absurd. Yeah, it was I mean, we low. did our our anti-vax all stars. You know, of course, Didi Gregorius and his shoulder injury that he attributed that's, to the vaccination. That's right, and half the Phillies bullpen. But uh, yeah, so Jake Arrieta does 
I'm sure it's a great podcast. I haven't listened to it. No judge mm-hmm. whatsoever. Called Starting Nine. Um, okay. I'm sure it's great. Yeah. But how do we get here? Sports podcast names are so funny to me. It's always just like take a pun of a popular <laughs> popular thing people mm-hmm. say in the sport. Like uh, first and ten or something like that if you have a football podcast. Sure. Or man on third. I think that sounds like a podcast we could have. Wasn't first and ten? Was that, Is that a real podcast name? I don't know. It could very well okay. be. That might be why it popped in my brain, but not to my knowledge right now. Wasn't that wasn't first and ten like uh for the Skip Bayless Stephen A Smith like the original like them? There's first take. There's first, first take. take. Maybe cold pizza. Good. Remember cold pizza? Dude, I saw the but yeah, I do remember cold pizza. I saw the funniest clip from like first couple years of first take where it's Stephen A uh, and Skip Bayless. Uh, the Dark Knight had just come out, and they were having a, an argument <laughs> about the Dark Knight, and so they both have to they both have takes, you know, they have to disagree with each sure. other. And Skip Bayless leaned into the take that um, that Jack Nicholson was the best Joker of all time. <laughs> oh my! He's like God. this Heath Ledger guy is overrated, and, and Stephen A is like, "What are you talking about?" Just like really, <laughs> just screaming. <laughs> Stephen A is like, like, "He died." <laughs> yeah, he, he died for this role. That makes it great. Brandon, what's going on with you, man? How you been? What's going on with me? Uh, not. Not too much. We won in softball on Sunday. Congratulations. We have a four-game winning streak. That's huge. That's yes, huge. Yes, I, I went to the batting cage, and I got a nice hit. I hit it in the air. Launch Whoa. angle, baby. Okay. Exit That's big velocity. for me. I'm a big ground ground ball guy, reaching, yes. up, reaching on an infield singles guy. But I hit in the air. I got a nice single to left field. We love that. Was um, it a bloop, or was it, was it like a, a gapper? What was it? Uh, It was a little stronger than a bloop. It wasn't okay. like, you know what I mean? It, yeah. was a, it, was, it was a cool bloop, you know? It was okay. a cool bloop. Was there a bloop and a blast? Was there a blast following the bloop? There's never a blast. There's I mean, never a no blast. <laughs> okay, sorry. Come on, man. Uh, no power hitters. But yeah, that's good. I, and I made, I made, I know you're famous for making your own sauces and things like that. Mm, I made yes. my own chana masala. Oh, dude, that sounds awesome. It was good. Oh, it was I, good? The sauce was not enough sauce. And I think I. Oh, okay. But not for my gravy. first stab, seasoning was. It was very good. We love that. We love that. What'd you all put? What was what, talk to me about it? What was the ingredients? So what were the ingredients. Are you familiar with? I know Indian food obviously is a bonding thing for us, but are you mm-hmm, familiar with the chana masala dish in particular? Not not a uh, not intimately familiar with it. No. Okay, so it's a, a chickpea based dish, mm. um, and I believe it's actually a Southern Indian dish, okay. not traditional Northern Indian. I yeah. learned when I went to a restaurant um, at one point, um, but yeah. So uh, basically, I did. Um, I got some cardamom, like the little seeds. Oh, yes, the cardamom seeds, yes. Yeah, cinnamon. They asked for cinnamon stick. I just did a little, like, powder. like Sprinkle, yeah. Just a little sprinkle in there. Bay leaf. Okay, um, classic. uh, Purple onions. Turmeric? um, Any turmeric? Turmeric. Yes. uh, Kashmiri chili powder. Ooh. Not normal chili powder. Yeah. Um, And a a ginger paste. Yum. So a ginger paste. uh, No garlic? and garlic cloves as yes. well. Okay. All right. And, garlic ginger. You got it. Oh, and of course, uh, um, what's called? Uh, what's the masala oh, called? Uh, mas- yeah. No, no, no. Garam masala? Garam masala, yeah. Yes. yes. Some of that. Where, um, did you go to the, the North Hollywood like Indian market over uh, I went. I don't know about uh, the North Empire? Hollywood one. I went to Maybe one Empire. near your, your original Los Angeles yes. apartment. In no, Village. that's the one, that I it? think. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one. Yeah, like across the street, just like a couple blocks away. Yeah, yeah. By the breakfast spot that our, our friend Cecil used to work at. Remember that? Oh, I don't know that. Oh, okay. I ran into. The, um, it was next. To, it's one. next to like a kosher bakery. Yes. Too. Yeah, that's yeah, the spot, that's dude. When I first moved to LA, I went there and got ingredients for butter chicken or some bullshit that I made for Miranda and I. So that's really, so yeah, I yeah. love that. I love that place too. I'm glad that it survived COVID, dude. COVID, not an easy thing to survive with these. That's brands. what I said to him. I said, "I'm glad you're here after COVID." He's like, "What?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I don't, I don't know, man." Uh, um, yeah, I'll get back to it. 
but yeah, it was it was it was good. It was yeah. good. Um, I was proud of the seasoning, not proud of the sauce, but that's something to work on. Hey, listen, how are you doing? What's going? Always on? room for improvement. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Speaking of cooking, I don't. Did I talk about my my party meal that I made a couple weeks ago? Deviled eggs. No, not deviled eggs. Though I do love a deviled egg. <laughs> you did also, at some point. I thought I had the other day. Egg salad. That's just deviled eggs on a sandwich, baby. That's just that's just chopped up egg salad, baby. That's just yeah. That's just chopped weird. Up egg deviled salad. eggs. Um, I made homemade flour tortillas and okay. then roasted a pork shoulder and made uh, and made like a mustard crema and made Cuban sandwich tacos for some uh, of our friends that came. My out. man, was this a recipe you came up with? What is this? So yeah, it was an idea I came up with. I've I've since then coined myself the Guy Fieri of Brooklyn. <laughs> that sounded like some Guy Fieri bullshit. <laughs> flour tortilla Cuban sandwich tacos. That, yeah. Uh, uh, and then I I it was just like pork shoulder was on sale and I was like, I, what can I make for everybody? That's affordable and also, you know, not going to not going to be bad. So I was like, oh, pork shoulder. Every time I make pork shoulder, I always end up making Cuban sandwiches with leftovers. And then I was like, wait, why don't I just make Cuban sandwich tacos? Because I got a big brain, Brandon. That's how that thing works. You know, creativity is flowing through my noggin at all times. And, uh, and yeah, we did it. And it was a success. Uh, wasn't enough leftover pork shoulder for me. It was only like a day's worth. Wait, so this we... was a year. This is basically a you original invention. You are not following a recipe like, oh, it's great to do. No, Cuban. I guess. I guess I, I followed a recipe. It's a very simple recipe that I uh, that I picked up. But you up sort of combine. You got a recipe yeah. for the shoulder. You got a recipe for the, the tortillas. tortillas. The mustard crema was off the dome, dude. Really? <laughs> yeah. Dome it's, crema. Cre- oh my dome god. Crema, crema yeah. dome. That, that could be taken two different ways. Dome yeah, crema. Could I know. Be I don't like it anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, that, but also a crema is just uh, sour cream and then another ingredient. It's like aioli. It's just mayonnaise right. with something. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it just right. sounds a lot fancier than it really is. Um, but yeah, so we made that and then i was talking to you about this before the record we uh my girlfriend's comedy show got canceled last friday because four of the six comedians dropped day of um and they couldn't get backups in quick enough and it was just uh, unable to be produced so a few people came over to our apartment i'd say like six to eight people um we don't have a huge apartment one of the people that came over test positive for covid the next day uh, and we're famously going on a big vacation with a ton of our friends uh, this upcoming weekend. And two of our closest friends got COVID and are unable to go. And it's been a heartbreaking saga. Uh, and thanks to me having COVID three months ago, when I remember when I recorded a podcast with COVID unknowingly. <laughs> yes, I do happened? remember yes. that. And you're like, uh, I don't feel great, but you did I, it. <laughs> but I did it. Um, they uh, they are unable to come on the trip, and it's breaking our hearts. But because of our immunity, we were we were able to persevere through the COVID. But the weirdest part about this, the craziest part about this, is the woman who tested positive for COVID that was at our apartment. This is the third time she's had it in 2022. Isn't that insane? What? How is that possible? She is the one. She's the one percent, dude. <laughs> she's uh, <laughs> she's, she's in the, there. <laughs> she's the bad. Well, I guess they're 1% is also bad, but that's a different type of 1% yes, that's bad. It's not a good percent um, to be in. Not a good percent to be in. How is that? Maybe it's just this. We're not doctors here, all right? No, this, no, we're not. We're, we're a Jim Carrey podcast. We're yeah, not, not, we're a not a medical a, podcast. Not a medical podcast. But how is that? Is it possible it's just the same COVID and just keeps like, because I've heard people, she was I'd never had COVID. I heard people go up and down with it. We're yeah. like, oh, I feel bad today. I feel good today. So, Well, the first time she had it, it rocked her world, apparently. She was like in the hospital and she oh, had to no. get like, uh, yeah, stuff pumped in her blood or something. I don't know the details. And like I said, we're not a medical podcast, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Pump some stuff yeah, in her blood. They just like put some iron in her blood or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> she needs um, more iron. Quick. <laughs> it's, they started bleeding her like they did to George Washington. Yeah. <laughs> to get the COVID Leeches. out. 
we got to get the COVID out. Um, but she, yeah, I, I think that this is just a, an anomaly. I think she is uh, just a, an exception, not the rule. And one of those people that's just going to have to be especially precautious moving forward. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of our weekend. Work's been busy. That's been a lot of fun. Both of our softball games have been canceled. The one from this week got canceled, and the one for next week has already been canceled. A lot of cancellations uh, in your life. I know. I know. Yeah. First, uh, first the uh, games, yeah. then the vacation. And then, then you're going to you get canceled. You on our podcast. Some... Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. I beat you to the same joke. Mm. Um, but it's been good. I'm trying to think what else has been going on. Uh, I saw Top Gun Maverick. Have you seen Top Gun Maverick? Not interested, no. Okay, all right. It, I'm kind of, actually, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to be totally negative. I'm sort of interested, but I don't like the first one. So I'm going to be honest. Okay. I don't like the first one. I, the first one is hokey 80s action movie, and my girlfriend loves it to death. So so we sure. watched it a few weeks ago. Uh, and then I saw this one in theaters with the boys. And, uh, you know, listen, with the, I said, no girls allowed. I put a sign up. No, um, bring a beer, yeah, bring a pork but, shoulder. We're watching yeah, Top Gun. We're watching Top Gun at the theaters on a Tuesday. Um, she, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I think you'd like it. And this is an easy sales pitch that I've seen. This is not a hot take by me. This is not my original take. But it's an action move. It's an action summer blockbuster with all practical effects and no superheroes. And for that reason alone. That's like, good. All right. All right. You're right. I can see it. Uh, and right. it's cool. It's kind of cool as hell, Brandon. You're going to like it. There's planes okay. that go fast in it. Oh, fast yeah. planes? They go to Mach 10, dude. Spoiler alert. Dude, I thought it was only Mach 9. Yeah, that's what I say. They had only been to Mach 7 previous to that. And then Tom Cruise said, uh, hold my beer. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now would be a great time for us to have a, a Mach Turbo ad for Ooh, shaving. Ooh, yeah. You know what I'm like Mach 3 Turbo? What was that? Wasn't there a diehard slash car battery crossover commercial? Does that sound familiar to you? With no, I don't Bruce know that. Willis? Maybe this is like one of those things that is in during like football games, so you would never have seen it, but it's right. like it's like a Bruce Willis when Die Hard sequel came out a few years ago, they combined mm-hmm. it into a battery commercial with like this huge action budget. Yeah. Wild stuff. I'll we'll post it on our Twitter. Remind me a to post Duracell. it. On our Duracell. Duracell yes, But it was car batteries, which is the which was the weirdest part of it. Um but yeah, all right, Brandon. We have a lot to cover on today's show. A lot of baseball. A lot, a of, lot NL of baseball. Talk. A lot of NLE stuff happening. We got to talk about Freddie Freeman's dramatic return to Atlanta, Brandon. The Braves tied the franchise record with 21 wins in June. Mets dropped two games to the Astros. Have lost three of four, Brandon. Getting a little worried. Uh, nope. The monster contract rumor for Juan Soto. And then our classic bits, Feaster Fam and Degrama of the Week. Feast Fan questions in the upcoming schedule. But Brandon... Before we get to hit, before we before we uh, uh 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 before we get to that, we got some ads. Today's episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org, not .com, not .gov, you know, .org, or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. Freddie Freeman to Atlanta. What'd you think of that transition? That was pretty good. I like that a lot. It was okay. 
It was okay. All right. No, it was good. okay. It was good. It was good. Thank you. I'm getting better at this. I'm getting better at this. Uh, move over, Mud. There's a new broadcaster. Hey. hey. Um, yeah. So Freddie Freeman returned uh, as a Los Angeles Dodger to uh, to his home of Atlanta, and it was an emotional one, Brandon. I don't know how much of the game you caught, or how much of the pregame you caught, or how much of the Twitter videos that were circulating all over on last Friday. Uh, but it was an emotional return, and it was a uh, frankly a little bit more emotion than I anticipated, even from a man who is a lifelong brave up until this point yeah no i i uh i consume most of it i think i was sending you a lot of stuff it was very you know baseball a lot of times doesn't have the drama that sports like the nba yes. has but this was like fully emotional like him my favorite part i don't know about you was actually the press conference prior to his first game where he had to do laps around yeah. the journalist in in the conference yeah conference room uh, and he just couldn't bear to get on stage and he was crying through his whole interview yeah kind of kind of heart-wrenching and just a weird weekend weird weekend if you're a dodger and we'll get to it because kershaw had a had a quote that i found really interesting it's got to be okay like when do you when are you like okay listen you've been doing this for two days you can't you can't sure. keep crying you can't get it together a little bit um my my wait let me also retract a little bit of that my take is in show less emotion in sports my take is if you're a dodger you're worried that your new free agent yeah. acquisition is is it's like if you were dating somebody and then they kept talking to you about their ex-girlfriend a little too much yeah that's yes. that's a that's a great uh great metaphor metaphor right that'd be yeah. a metaphor but was it funny brandon i'm trying to be funny today no it wasn't funny but oh, i'm kidding it was hilarious what's is it an analogy or metaphor what's the I difference think there i think it's an analogy if you it's use analogy. the word like and it's a metaphor if you say like Brandon's, I don't know. I, Brandon, I don't know. Brandon's as smooth <laughs> Hold as on. jazz chisel. Yeah, huh? as smooth as metaphor versus analogy. Okay, here we go, Brandon. Now we're going back to middle school. Metaphor is a type of analogy, but where analogy is identifying two things as similar, a metaphor claims a comparison where there may not be one. A metaphor says that something is something. For example, Brandon's a pig. An analogy <laughs> explains an idea. Brandon is okay. This chart is not helpful, but uh, yeah, I think we got a better idea as to what the difference are. I'm an English major. I should know this. this yeah, what the hell, man? We're not a <laughs> not medical a pod. We're not an English pod. We're a Jim Carrey pod. I feel that's like the we, only thing we have knowledge true, about. And listen, it's we know every line of Dumb and Dumber. Don't even try to test us. Um, I uh, I think that yeah, I think I I think I redefined my take in a better light. But I, I guess I was just saying that like. Dodgers have to see him being so upset about Atlanta and wondering if he's happy in in Los Angeles with them. Um, I watched the ring presentation ceremony. I watched the first at bat. He got on with a walk, I think, and ended up scoring a run that inning. Um, it was it was interesting. I I think that's the most I've seen an athlete cry when it comes to not just returning to your hometown, and it's not even his hometown. It's from California originally, but returning to your home team and then. Outside of like a death, have you ever seen anybody that emotional when it comes to sports? Uh, outside of the Jose Fernandez, yes, death. No, I don't. I don't yeah. think so. Especially baseball. I'm going to talk baseball specifically because I feel like maybe in the NBA there was something. I don't maybe. know. If I'm... Yeah, nothing's coming to my but, brain. But um, but no, I think yeah, no, I think this was it was bizarre and it sort of fueled the the flame of like something nefarious went on behind the yes. scenes regarding yes. the contract talks between the Braves and Freddie and Freddie's agent in the off season. Yeah. Um, There's a it, lot of drama that's been coming out the last few days about that. Um, 
do you think long pause brandon i'm sorry i'm sorry i was uh, i you were pondering oh no brandon's falling off the rails he's slumped over and laughing at himself oh, oh god we pull can it together man pull it together we can cut this part i'm getting no, blown up over here um work stuff is blowing you up yeah i got blown you're like I'm good. you must i got blown i just said oh no, <laughs> no first you have the, to cut this entire part first out. it was dome on the crema or crema dome oh, or whatever Jesus you said earlier, you <laughs> said you were trying to be funny and i i blew it for you man i was I trying argue, to support you i would argue you're being the banana man to my straight man giving me a lot of opportunity to uh you're to right. define your wackiness and make it make it humorous maybe that's where sam lives his best life Mm, I'm a, I am for sure a straight man in comedy stuff. Gotcha. That is that is absolutely okay. play. As, okay, but good. you you're a character man, famously. That's true. As we know from the impressions on the pod, characters on the pod, from you're, me you're... taking long pauses pauses on the pod. <laughs> that, that was a okay. very funny moment. Okay. Do you think? Uh, do you think this is gonna change Fred? I know we're not an NLS pod. Do you think this is gonna change Dodger fans who? are not as tough as New York fans or, yes. or Chicago fans or Boston fans, but they're tough. They're still a tough crowd, and there's a lot of them. Do you think this is going to change the relationship between the the Dodgers and Freddie Freeman? Do you think they're going to, when he comes back, I don't know if they're they're back in L.A. tonight or not, but do you think they're going to be some hear some boos? Are people going to be hesitant to clap for him? I don't think there will be. I think it's a temporary thing. I think that there it'll be a bad taste in their mouth for the next three weeks or however long, four weeks, Brandon just took water and it spilled on itself. I'm a clown. You're falling apart. Um, I think it'll be a temporary thing. I think it'll be, there won't be booze. There won't be any like public acknowledgement of him, uh, of their disappointment in him. But I think that it'll, they'll probably be rooting a little less for him for the, for the next few weeks. And then, I mean, the other thing is though, he's been on fire. I included his statistics in the last week. So this is the brave series. And then any games he's played after that, he's hitting 367 with a 600 slugging and two home runs. So he's hitting the shit out of the ball, playing very great baseball. So I'm sure that kind of makes the transition a little bit better. But I wanted to highlight the Kershaw quote I was talking about earlier. He, he said, quote, I hope we're not second fiddle. It's a pretty special team over here, too. Um, and did you see the infamous picture? The dugout the one picture. of him sitting back and all the yeah. Dodgers. All the Dodgers are arms up, looking out of the dugout, engaged in the game. And then Freddie's kind of like slumped over behind them all. And it, it was one of those things where it's like it's more... It's 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 a better picture because it is kind of an example of the entire situation. It's like a symbolism for the entire situation, not so much that exact moment. Like I'm sure Freddie was just like taking a breather after getting yes. off, like running the base. And I'm sure something. if you went further down the dugout, there had to be another player. Absolutely, also yes. Back. That was just great framing by the by the photographer and, and, and a remarkable picture. Yeah. Um, but that it's made fake its news Twitter. photography, is what we're it's saying. Fake news. And then Brandon, an athletic article came out either today or yesterday that kind of uh, painted the drama of the last couple days that were going on in Freddie Freeman camp and Dodgers camp and Braves camp. Freddie fires his agency, Excel, uh, following the weekend series. Now, the timing, quote, this, unbelievable, really remarkable timing. Quote from The Athletic, on Sunday night during ESPN's broadcast of the Dodgers-Braves series finale, all baseball agents received a, quote, do not contact Freddie Freeman email from Major League Baseball Players Association. The union only issues such orders at a player's request. In such cases, the player generally wants to avoid being overwhelmed by calls or messages from his previous agency or other agents interested in representing him. That immediately says Freddie just fired his agency. Freddie is no longer represented by Excel. He fired him that, do you think he fired him that weekend or last weekend? I think, absolutely, I think he fired them on Sunday. Wow. And it's reported that they lied to him or neglected to inform him of the Braves' final offer. So he must have spoke with someone, either AA or someone in the Braves' yeah. front office, and they must have said, hey, you know, like, 
We offer we like offered you one forty. Con- was it? it wasn't we offered. One- yeah, I don't know. I, can't I think it was one thirty five originally, and then they bumped it up to one forty, and he didn't hear. But about they wouldn't go to the seventh year, right? Yeah. That was the whole yes. thing. Yeah. So they must have said like, "Oh, we offered you like a final deal." I was like, "Take it or leave it." But yeah. I guess the the rumors that the agent Casey Close, I believe his name is, with Excel, did not was not transparent to him. Yes, yeah, and did not inform him of the deal, presumably because he knew he would make more money or the agency would make more money if he took the Dodgers deal because 10% of 160 is more than 10% of 140 yeah. or whatever the deal looked like. Um, I Yeah, really interesting stuff, Brandon. I, I wanted to ask you, now that Freddie has left Excel Agency, do you think he's going to move to PowerPoint Agency? Oh, my man. You were... <laughs> All right. All right, this guy's really trying today. Huh? I t- I'm sorry, I thought about uh, I could go full uh, full serious on it and, and take you by surprise. It worked. It was good. Um, so yeah. So then, of course, the agency comes out and says that's not true. We let Freddie know, and it's all denial. And so the whole thing's a mess. Freddie Freddie's not represented right now. There's apparently a Braves offer that never made it to him. He very clearly wishes he never left Atlanta, or at the at the very least misses Atlanta greatly. Misses the culture, misses the fans, misses the misses the stadium. There's a lot of quotes from his wife Chelsea. Um, yeah, it just is is abundantly clear that that uh, that Freddie misses Atlanta. Um, yeah. So do you think this is this is not on the rundown? But do you think Freddie signs a final contract in Atlanta when he's 37, coming off his Dodgers deal, even if it's like veteran minimum? <laughs> A lot can happen to, between now and then, right? That's true. Also, like it's yeah. possible people be like, "Oh yeah, he was, he was a a a, a brave at one point." Like you forget if, if he if he yeah. wins a World Ser- Series MVP at some point. Yes. Or it could go down like Albert Pujols on the Angels. We're like, "Oh yeah, he's on the Angels now," and then yeah. he signs back with the Cardinals. So yes. the last two rock kind of thing. I don't know. A lot can change now, but I I would say yeah, yes. Obviously, today a hundred percent. And then I could also see at some point because the Dodgers are, are thrifty. That's true. Is Look is on. there a time where there's a DH now? Is there a time where Freddie's getting a little long in the tooth, and the Braves are in need of a DH, and they trade him four years from now back to Atlanta? It's possible. That's also possible. Yeah, I mean, we don't even know what that deal would look like because the prospects on the are probably not even on the Braves yet. But yes, it would be they're they're fourteen right now. So. Yeah, it would be strange. It would be very strange. I uh, I can totally see that happening though. A very pool hole. Spools is a great example. Also, kind of weird how pools is just not getting really. Like the attention for presumably so his weird. last MLB season, yeah, and it's so got to be a, his decision, right? You got to think that he was just like, "Let me go off." Maybe he seems like a humble guy. Yeah, exactly. Not a Jeter guy who's collecting fucking gift baskets and handmade right. chairs in every game he went to. <laughs> the weirdest gifts he got, dude. The well, speaking of gifts. Jeter, did you see that that he was Casey Close, mm-hmm. Freddie's former agent, was his agent throughout his career, oh, and he came to bat for him. Came to bat, huh? Baseball, oh, I, I love guess, that. Huh? Okay. Um, he came to bat for him today. And he said, here, I'll read the statement. This is via Derek Jeter's Twitter page that he now has that he's no Very longer funny, with the fish. Very funny, so that he can promote his documentary. He shared the Excel Sports statement. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, I've known Casey since I was 18. Over the last 30 years, we have had our share of differences of opinion. But to this day, he remains a trusted advisor and friend. He is a man who values morals, integrity, and above all else, honesty and transparency. Wow. I think Casey Close was a former baseball player, dude. Really? Yeah, I'm seeing pictures of him as an outfielder. I Google imaged him because I was like, well, I got to know what this dude looks like. He looks like exactly what you think a sports agent looks like. <laughs> like gray-haired, right. slicked back, never not in a suit. <laughs> you think he, he was in the outfield and you talked to the center field? He'd be like, sign with the Dodgers. Yeah. I get 10%. <laughs> you think he was working deals as he a He was player? working deals. He's like, this baseball <laughs> thing, not working out for me. But I would hope suit. he... 
Ooh, maybe he moves to first base so he could just get in everybody's ear who gets on. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's like basically Pete Alonso who talks to every human who's... Dude, Jesus Aguilar is the same way. Oh, yeah. Well, he's always he's, joking with folks. You got to be a, you gotta be a, a kind of a jovial person to be playing first base, I feel like. And speaking of the interactions of first base, did you see in the Sunday Night Baseball, which is an excellent ball game between the Dodgers and the Braves, where Freddie, t- uh, Freddie, I think he tied the game against the Braves in... Or against, yeah, against the Braves in the ninth. And then Matt Olson uh, tied them again after they took the lead. And when Matt Olson was on first, he did his little chop thing. I don't know if it's a tomahawk oh, chop or okay. what. And on on the recoil of his chop, he hits Freddie in the shoulder. And he's like, <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> no, and it was just that. a good little, I don't know. It was a good That's little a moment. a little thing. Yeah, we like that. We like that. Um, all right, Brandon, we got to move along. Speaking of the Braves, they've tied the franchise record with 21 wins in June. Now, um, are you looking at the rundown right now? Oh, yeah. Okay, damn. I was going to try to give you a, a little quiz. Oh, I didn't read. I didn't see the thing. Okay, There's all right. Can I quiz you? So when do you think the last time the Braves won 21 games in in the month of June? What year? Had to be one of the 90s teams, so... The latest, what? the most recent time. That's a hint I'll give you. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Not like a time they did it. The, gotcha, the most, gotcha. Yeah, the most recent time to today. Um, oh, God. I, I want to say it was... 2005 or no, remarkably close price is right rules you're over so 2002 okay okay yeah. i knew it was those early good guess though, early dude. braves teams good guess wow. um yeah so they haven't done this in literally 20 years um which is kind of remarkable and, and there's there's an interesting article i was reading kyle wright was really it seems like michael harris uh the second has kind of really pumped some uh some jazz no pun intended uh into the team and kind of giving them a little a little oomph and it makes sense his last 30 games he's been or his last 30 days excuse me he's hitting 324 with a 509 slugging three home runs and we four love michael bases. harris we do this every week we, we do this every this week but like it is interesting that they go on this phenomenal win streak the moment he gets called up and starts playing well um now of course as we say this the braves are getting killed by the phillies um but they'll still take the series from them because they won two of three are you checking the score right now yeah 12 to 4 phillies bottom okay top of the seventh as we record oh wow already top of the seventh um so yeah uh it's just it just seems like a really hot braves team and as a mets fan are you getting a little worried i know this is the i think the the stat is this is the closest the braves have been in the division since april 18th so very recently here's the thing the mets had a winning record in june yes they didn't have a braves record by any standard but also that was in baseball yeah that was a freak month that they had and uh, and they play, you know, they're always like, oh, the Mets played bad teams. Like, well, the Braves didn't play the strong, had the strongest schedule this month no. either. No. Um, so, yeah, obviously I'm worried. And I, I do think that it, what's going to come down to is obviously the games between the two, because there's 15 games left. I think yeah. there's, they have one series before the All-Star game, but it's mostly going to be in the second half of these games. So I think they're going to be extremely heated. Um, it's probably going to be after the Braves and Mets have picked up some, um, extra either bullpen arms or or um, another batter. So, uh, so yeah, no, I I'm obviously worried because the Braves have the experience and also they went on a hot run last year and there's no reason why they can't this year and they're arguably better than they were last year on paper. Yeah, I um, agree with you. Yeah. So yeah, obviously I'm worried, but I think it's going to be a great stretch run for both teams, and I do foresee both of these teams making the playoffs. Yeah, I, th- I think for sure both these teams make the playoff. Um, do you think that the the Mets will not falter from first place for the rest of the season? I, that, I don't know. It's funny. At a certain point, I think you said that you didn't think they would. But yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's definitely possible, especially with all these interdivision games. But I think they're going to be back and forth. I think they're going to be separated by three games probably most of the way. 
No, I think, that's, I think that's accurate. I, I'm really excited to see how this Braves teams pick up. I mean, they don't even have Acuna out there. They don't have Albies out there, and they're still uh, they're still chugging right along. Uh, Ian Anderson obviously got smacked around today, got taken out in the second inning. and uh, But Max Fried has been, like, the best left-handed starter in all of baseball so far. He's been phenomenal recently, and, and most recently also had a great game. I know we highlighted him last week as well. Um, but, yeah, if you're a Braves fan, you got to be loving this. I mean, Kenley Jansen, unfortunately, on the 15-day IL with heart issues. Is that what it was? It was, it was some yeah, sort I of think, heart I issues? Yeah, I think irregular heartbeat, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is obviously a little troubling. But Yeah, uh, thoughts with him. Hopefully he's okay. I know they're getting Minter back soon. There's some bullpen pieces that are also Kirby Yates. Kirby Yates is still uh, still yet to return. So should be interesting, man. But I, I'm excited for this Braves team. I'm excited to see what they're going to be doing for the rest of the week. They have an interesting schedule. Um, the Reds, not so much, but the, the Braves Cardinals could be good. That's a, wild, a National League wildcard battle right there. Um, so it'd be exciting to see what they do if they keep up the hot streak going into July and into the All-Star break. Who knows who's to say? Um, but Brandon, what I really want to talk to you about is these Mets, baby? What's going on? What's going on with the Mets? Don't Seinfeld me, you bastard. What's up with the Mets? <laughs> um, uh, they, uh, they lost They lost uh, all four games against the Astros, two in Houston. Uh, last week we recorded and talk, mm-hmm. spoke about that, and two in, in City Field. The Mets offense was so sleepy, and Jordan Alvarez was hitting absolute bombs dude he's so good i know we talked about did we talk about him on the pod last week as well we or did was it yeah off the pod? same okay that was last week as well and hopefully he's okay because he did i saw I the jeremy Pena collision yeah, yeah yeah so hopefully he's okay he seemed like he was you know um he was able to walk but but yeah he was carted so, off though wasn't he carted off he was carted off i think just as concussion protocol sort okay. of thing um but yeah so the mets they've lost three in the three in a row for the first time all season Um, but if someone told me before the season, Hey, the first time the Mets are going to lose three in a row is the last few days in June. I'm going to be like, Oh, sweet man. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm not worried. Obviously uh, us Mets fans, we're a sensitive breed. We've been through a lot. You see some people freaking the hell out on (laughs) Twitter in particular. I don't don't know who you're talking about, but, uh, (laughs) you see people freaking the hell out, but I, I like to follow the positive Mets fans and you realize, oh, the Mets probably faced the best team they faced all year. I think yeah. the Astros are possibly, if not definitely, better than the Dodgers are. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they faced the best team they faced all year, um, and they kicked their ass. And the Mets' offense has been cold. They went through a cold streak while they played that team. Um, even in the Marlins series where the Mets took two out of three, they were not good with runners in scoring position when they had been all year. So, uh, you know, it's just a little, a little, a little bump in the road. Uh, Max Scherzer's coming back. Degrom uh, looks like he's coming back. Degrom's probably going to destroy some the... single single A Ju- Jupiter hammerheads on. Uh, oh my god! Who <laughs> on was, it, was the, it was like a Palm Beach team. I don't even know. If it, it was, was the Palm Beach Cardinals, but now it's yeah. Jupiter Jupiter, Hammer, Jupiter hammerheads, hammerheads, which are Marlins. It's single a single A, a affiliate. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Is Khalil Watson on that? Khalil team? Watson, I think, is in rookie ball. I think he's in gotcha. rookie okay. A, lower A. But you know who is? Is Jose? Uh, is Jose Salas a name? You know? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, so he's uh, he's no. I th- did he just get promoted to high A? I don't know. He just recently got promoted. I think he got promoted to high A. Him and Yuri Perez, dude, two 19-year-olds that are fucking just demolishing minor league baseball right now together. Well, it'll be exciting to to see DeGrom face those guys on yeah, Sunday. I, I um, hope anybody makes contact. Any a Foul ball's a, a win as far as I'm concerned if you're going up yeah. against DeGrom in a three-up start. <laughs> the, I think the one thing that proves what the Mets need is, because Eduardo Escobar has not provided power whatsoever. I don't, I don't know if it's the Manfred balls yeah. or what, um, but... They need another power bat, and seeing a team like the Astros that ha- have all these players that can hit bombs, uh, Pete Alonso can't do it all because you know Lindor will get 20, 25 homers, Marte will get fifteen, Mark Canna will get fifteen, but they don't have someone. Pete's obviously going to get maybe fifty, sixty, or something. Yeah. Um, but 
the Mets need another power bat to protect Peter Alonso. And I don't know if that's a Josh Bell. I've seen mm. that rumor. Wow. Um, they need they need one more power bat, I think, to compete. So wouldn't that we'll be see. bad? Bell and Alonso are very strictly first base slash DH. Would they just do like an Aguilar Cooper kind of thing where they were just switching off every? I game? think Josh Bell would just be DH because he's just be especially DH. bad at at first base. I thought so, and I was I was talking to Drew, our Nationals fan, who has not weighed in in a minute, but he was saying that Josh Bell has above average defensive statistics this season. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, maybe maybe I spoke out in my butt, but uh, no. But the conversation was brought up because I said. Well, doesn't Josh Bell suck ass at first base? <laughs> and he was like, actually, not recently. And I said, okay. All right. Well, here's the thing. I guess the Mets have Dom Smith is like, they have him right now. So really, yeah. you just would be supplementing. But Dom Smith's on the trade block from all accounts. Who would want him, though? Really? I don't know. Wouldn't would, would like an Orioles team take a flyer on him? Maybe. I mean, maybe the Nationals would. Yeah, maybe the Nationals you know? would. Maybe they yeah. would. Maybe they would give him some at-bats, consistent at-bats. But uh, the rumor was that Andy Martino from SNY... Uh, message today was the Mets are going to they're not going to give up any of their top prospects like Alvarez or Beatty mm, okay so no Pablo Lopez to the Mets oh yeah we never talked about that we never but talked uh about that. but he was saying the Mets are going to take on a bad contract like a Patrick Corbin so they wow, can get Josh Bell holy shit really yeah that's insane oh my cat just woke up from a nightmare can you hear or a nightmare can't hear. Yeah, sometimes she'll just like jolt asleep and start screaming, or jolt awake, excuse me, and start sleeping. So I just give her a little pet, you know, give her a little ear oh, scratch, and she goes that's down. Cute. You can't see her because she's uh, off the screen, but I'm giving her a little pet right now. She's leaning into it. It's very cute. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know who would take Dom Smith. I'm trying to think of anybody else that is like lacking on a first base slash DH kind of situation. Who also play left field a little bit, won't he? Josh Bell? No, no, uh, Dom Smith. Sorry, did I say Josh Bell? Oh yeah, they've not done that this year. So. Okay. Okay. I think they're, they're um, moving away from that. Yeah, interesting. But I I, uh, I do think that if the Marlins were to trade Pablo Lopez to the Mets, that Francisco Alvarez would be in the trade. So, that's you know, an absurd. To... That's an absurd thing. Absolutely he's a, not. He's a he's been he's not been great the last few starts, but he's been a top NL pitcher that is under control for three more years. I don't think he's ever made more than like twenty starts in a season. He does have injury issues, but uh, I'm just saying he's you got almost thirty starting. No, he's not almost thirty. He's like twenty five. Okay. Let's double check that, but I'm Francis, almost certain. You're that. saying straight up Francisco Alvarez for Pablo Lopez. Let's do it. I'd cash that in right now. He's well, 26. yeah, I'm sure you would because it's an absurd <laughs> trade. <laughs> All right, Marlins fans, hit us up on Twitter at NL Feast Pod. Let we're going to tweet this take... out. We're going to do this. Yeah, we'll do this. We always say we're going to tweet shit. We never tweet anything. No, we're going to do it this time. Are we going to tweet the Freddie Freeman picture we, st- we talked about? Well, There's something else at the top we said we were going to tweet, too. Uh, Ace Ventura or something. Yeah, some bullshit. <laughs> some, some bullshit. Whatever, whatever dumb thing we're talking about. Uh, Brandon, there's a rumor going around right now that Juan Soto was, uh, is in the works uh, for a co- potential contract for the Nationals. Now, I did see this was disputed publicly by a, by a, somebody, a Nationals person. So take this with a grain of salt. But the rumor is 13 years, $425 million would be the big second biggest contract in Major League Baseball history, second only to Mike Trout. Now, this is funny to me. Mike Trout signed a $426.5 million contract. They mm-hmm. offered Soto $425 million. Why wouldn't you give him 427 so you can say you have the biggest contract in all of baseball? Well, it's funny because that's what they did with... Uh... With Scherzer, didn't Scherzer get one million more than Jacob Degrom? Yeah, had? yeah. wasn't that the whole thing? Just as a, just as like a, yeah, uh, kind of a, the, what? Help me here. <laughs> oh no, that, I don't think it was him. Actually, I'm thinking maybe that was somebody Lindor. did that. Recently, I think it was Lindor was a million more than than. Mm, who would have been last year? Trey Turner? No. Would he? No, he didn't no. sign an extension. He's still what is this? There's right? a thing. There is a thing. No, you're totally right. I'm just completely blanking on what it could be. Fuck. <sighs> We'll find this. We'll find we'll this. Find yeah, we'll find it. But um, um, wouldn't you just do that to him, though? Wouldn't you just do that? Wouldn't you just do what? 
Oh, give, give him, him yeah, yeah, half absolutely. a little more than Trout just to make him feel good. I don't know. I mean, that's got to be like an agent thing, right? Just so they can be like a Casey yeah. Close style guy, being like, "Hey guys, guess what? I got a an extra mil- more, one more million than Mike Trout for my agent or my client." Yeah. Okay. I think that would be the move. Who's his agent? Is it Boris? I think so. It has to be. I right? think it is right. Yeah. But again, this is supposedly been disputed. But if you're the Nationals, you do this a hundred percent, right? Oh, 100 They have to. They let Harper walk. They let Scherzer walk. Strasburg, mm-hmm. they signed. That didn't work out. Corbin, but this one, they signed. That didn't work out. He's so young. My guy's so young here. Yeah. And if and it shows if it, he, you know, he's putting pressure on himself this year. But if he surrounded himself, if his team, if he was surrounded by other quality major league players, and he is a little bit with Nelson Cruz and Josh Bell, but a, a full team like he was in the World Series team. Yes. My man's going to flourish. So, no, he's, he's a generational talent. And it's like if his... Defense ever slips, put him at DH. You can do that yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think they have to do that, but I think they probably have to prove to Juan Soto that they're going to put together a quality team because Juan Soto has to also be looking in the division going, oh, the Mets are going to be good for a while. They're going to be yes. spending money. The Braves are going to be good for a while. Uh, the Phillies are going to spend money. Uh, Marlins have good young prospects. Marlins so it's are like, there. <laughs> yeah, Marlins have young young talent. So it's like, what are the Nationals doing right now? So yeah. I think they need to give like, Proof a, hey, him. stick with us. This is yeah. our five-year plan sort of yes. thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, they do have the young pieces. They have Gray and uh, Keeper Ruiz. And Ruiz has been really good of late uh, for the Nationals. So like, you do have a couple pieces that you can start building around. And obviously, Juan Soto would be the foundational cornerstone piece for any any rebuild. Um, he's leading the league in walks right now. Uh, he's got He's hitting only 224, but his on-base percentage is three. 75 is that the largest difference you've seen between an average and 150 points oh between wow. an average and an on-base percentage that's, that's insane great, what's the that's a good uh fun fact be what is the largest average to on-base you'd percentage you'd in assume season? though it's got to be him because he's been hit by a pitch twice this year which is as many times as he got hit all of last season and he's leading the league in walks he's only been hit by a pitch twice he was only hit by a pitch twice in 2021 excuse me and he already has been hit twice. And this he's year. already been hit twice this year. We're not even gotcha. halfway through the season. So, yeah, kind of remarkable. And then, of course, his OPS is 812. An average of 224 with an OPS of 812 is insane. That's insane. Uh, OPS plus 136. You know, he's got a, over two war already this season. Like, he's just, and this has been, quote unquote, a down year for him so far. So, if this is a down year, this is a guy you want to lock up for a long time. But I agree with you. Yeah, throw the uh, throw the Brinks truck at him. What's, it, what's the phrase? Back up the Brinks truck? But- is that is it an actual phrase? I think so. I said it to you in text today, and I fucked it up. So I want to make. I sure don't I know. He's right. got the dog in him. You know, that's all yeah. I know. The way he's got the dog. He's he's hundred percent got the dog in him. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a it's a great deal for the Nats. It's a great deal for Juan Soto. You got to get it done if you're a Nats fan. And look, Nats, don't get on us, Nats fans, about not talking about the Nationals on the podcast anymore. Look at okay? this. We talked Josh Bell. We, we talked, talked Juan Josh Soto. Bell. We talked Juan Soto. We didn't talk about the Marlins really at all yet. I know, got, and Sam's sweating. He wants I'm, to so I, bad. I am sweating. I'm like the I'm like the Zach Galifianakis meme where he's like looking at everything in the air trying to figure out how he can make this about the Marlins. Oh, right, um, right. Math meme, yeah. You know the math meme, Brandon, and you know what else it's time for. A little bit of ads. <laughs> Today's episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Sports Drink. Your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. That's spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you 
We're trying to not let the funk out. Oh, we have returned, Brandon, and it's just in time for Feast or Famine. If you don't know about this segment, it's supposed to have a theme song. It's supposed to sound like this. Dun, 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 feast or Famine. But we haven't done it, and we probably never will. Sometimes we don't even sing it. Sometimes we just neglect we it freak, uh, yes. entirely. You're too busy um, making pork shoulder tacos. <laughs> Listen, I'm over here being the Guy Fieri of Brooklyn. Leave me alone. Um, but uh, the Feast of the Week, Brandon, I want you to talk about this because you were pretty passionate about it. And uh, I, as I did a little bit of research, uh, I realized you probably know a lot about this more than I do. But Dude, I, I'm curious to hear what you got to say about it. Mark Appel. Mm-hmm. Does it ring a bell at all for you? You remember it does, this at yes. all? Yes. No, this is a name so, I know. Yeah. Mark Appel, number one draft pick 2013 by the Houston Astros. And I remember vividly, I was watching that draft. And I remember vividly, Harold Reynolds, I assume on MLB Network, was like, man, this kid's so good. He could be up. The end of this year to help the Astros. Holy shit. Mark Appel, many things happen. It's very difficult to be a major league pitcher. Um, he had tons of injuries. He was traded to the Phillies in 2015. or Yeah, I believe in 2015. And they designated him for assignment in 2017. Never made the majors. He had his appendix taken out. Um, he just went through hell. Um, and he came back. Tried to make a comeback. He retired in 2018. He made a comeback in uh, uh, 2021, last year, the beginning of the season, and he finally made his major league debut at age 30. My man pitched an inning yesterday um, in, in the Phillies' loss to the Braves, back with the Phillies. Um, I think he struck out one, gave up one hit. Clean inning, though. Love Mark that. Appel, man. Congratulations to him. He also has a great Twitter presence and is a very uh, pro minor league players because, obviously, he had just been through hell in the minors. So. Yeah, not fun. Not yeah, fun. so very cool to Mark Appel. I hope I hope he helps solidifies that Phillies bullpen. How cool is that if he like makes it the whole year with them? That'd be very cool. That'd be very cool. And we love these kind of stories, Brandon. I know there is. Uh, it could be argued that I had a, a cancelable take at the top with Freddie Freeman saying he was crying too much. That was not my take. I went it back was. and I people said, are people are texting me. Dude, no, I forgot. This is also live broadcasting, live. so that everybody's tuning in live. They can hear it. Uh, that was not my take. My take was you just should be a little worried if you're a Dodgers fan or a Dodgers player. That's all I was saying. But yes, we love these. We love these stories, Brandon. We love all. Uh, we love. We love good, good heartfelt. You know, heartwarming stories. It's like uh, if you see a puppy on TikTok or Twitter or something, it makes you feel good. This is this is a feel good story for sure. If you see a thirty-year-old tic- uh, a puppy on TikTok just just throwing throwing ninety-nine in the Phillies uniform, I would I would die to see a dog throw a ball, let alone a thirty-year-old dog throwing ninety-nine <laughs> miles an hour. Look at me, straight man, and Brandon. I told you that's what I do. See, look at that. Um, all right, Brandon. Moving right along to the famine. Uh, it's been a bad week of injuries in the NL East, frankly. Uh, yeah, uh, Bryce Harper gets hit by a fastball in the hands by Blake Snell. Kind of an emotional moment out of Harper, I'm sure, in the moment he realized immediately that this was going to be uh, oh, yeah. uh, an IL stint for sure. Kind of barked at Snell. Snell apologized. Bryce immediately walked back and apologized. Went I think publicly the, said anything. The lip reading on that was kind of funny because he's like, I know you didn't do it on purpose, right? <laughs> he so he's that, he's yeah, like he yelling at him, but he's like... I'm just mad. I'm just fucking pissed. I mean, good for him for having the emotional maturity in the moment to kind of be like, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the situation. I know you didn't do this with intention. Uh, I just kind of need to get this out. But uh, so maybe Bryce Harper is more emotionally uh, emotionally mature than we give him credit for. I know you came in as a 19-year-old, so it's easy to assume that he's not. Hey, that's a a clown question, bro. 
Okay, excuse remember me. Remember that All one? Right. Yeah, I do remember that one. I do. Um, uh, but also, Jazz chiseled to the IL right now with lower back strain. So dealing with you that. You had to finagle your, your Marlins in here, pal. Lacuna's <laughs> still out. Albies is obviously <laughs> out. Uh, yeah, but devastating blow for the Phillies as they lose their DH and was right fielder for the beginning of the season. Uh, you, got, you got to assume you're seeing a lot more Castellanos out there playing, uh, playing the field, which will lead to some more defensive lowlights uh, making its way through Twitter, which I can appreciate. You got to see... Uh, you have to see, I guess, what this July looks like for the Phillies. Because if they don't play well this July, do they do a mini fire sale? I know they well, have the big contract. So- we talked about this a little bit off the air, like through texting, but I don't know who they would sell. I mean, I guess you sell. Castellanos isn't going anywhere. He's on a four No, no, deal. Castellanos or Schwarber, but I guess maybe. Didi? Didi. Who's taking Didi? May- maybe, maybe Wheeler. And maybe they, yeah. they try to I guess get I some don't good know what, prospects because they have no farm system, right? Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what kind of control they have. I mean, they have Bryson Stott, right? That's the guy they drafted last year. Stott, yeah, he's playing second yeah. base. He, he has he's actually two. Wait, three that wasn't today. last year. Who did they draft last year? Did they draft the the high school pitcher? God damn it! I don't know. I don't know. We're an Ace Ventura podcast. <laughs> Please leave us alone. We're a medical podcast. Real what Muto, maybe trade Real Muto. That's interesting. What's his contract like? How long was the contract he signed? With I think the yeah, I think it's like a five year deal. So yeah, I think be right. A few so there's years, still a few years left on it. But I mean, hey, he, I know he's not having the best year, but he's a qual- he's still a top catcher. In, no, in the for big, sure. So. No, for sure. It'd be interesting. I, I think they. I, I think that they're not sellers, but that's just. My yeah, opinion. I mean, I think the third wild card sort of like opens a window up for a lot yeah. of other teams. Completely. Um, that you're not going to see that, but it's just an interesting thing because if they, hey, if they lose their star, and also who knows, it's possible that if they do have a rough month of July, does Harper opt to also do the ulnar surgery? Oh, true. I mean, if because he's going to be out reportedly for six to eight weeks. If come week four, the Phillies have been on like a four-game losing streak, and they're pretty far out of it, you do, right? I mean, is that an off-season thing, though? Can you do that in the off-season to make a full recovery before the start of the next season? That's the that's the question. Uh, he probably have to DH a bit beginning yeah. of the year. So then maybe he does do it. Or, or maybe he comes back, tries to give it one last two raw, and if the Phillies are really out of it, then he just takes himself out for the final month of the season. Who's to say? But yeah, interesting. But Brandon, we got to move right along to our Degramadoe. Brand music for that. There is music to that. You just heard it, and you're just about to hear me absolutely gush about the best pitcher in all of baseball, Brandon, Sandy Alcantara. He went nine innings, three earned runs, talked his way out of getting pulled in the bottom of the ninth with two on, one out, only up by one. Barked his way to, to Don Mattingly. I tweeted this best Don Mattingly moment, at least as a manager of all time. Comes out, trusts his ace. His ace immediately delivers. Next batter grounds into a double play. Marlins win the game. He points directly at Don in the dugout. Just an iconic Marlins moment. I was uh, was hanging out with my girlfriend last night, and I called her in. I was like, they're putting him in the ninth. They have a one-run lead. Abisail Garcia finally did something noteworthy, hitting a, a, a home run to, to bring the Marlins. Two outs in the ninth, one. yeah. Yeah, with one out remaining, yeah, in the, in the ninth. Um, I call Miranda, and I'm like, you got to see this. He's, we got to see if Sandy, Sandy can do this. Very exciting, very tense. Then Don comes out with two on, one out. Starts screaming. He's just got the, the classic glove over the mouth, barking at him. He's just, like, very intense. Uh, you can find the clip on Twitter for sure. Uh, and then talks his way into staying. That's always great. I love watching it. As long, even when it's Scherzer. I guess Scherzer, I'm, I'm like, Scherzer's always barking. I've never seen Sandy do this before. This is the first time I've seen Sandy kind of like really just like emotionally demand the room. Um, and you could see all the guys, all the infielders, Brian Anderson, Miguel Rojas coming up and being like, this is our leader. This is our guy. Just a really iconic moment. Uh, the best win of the Marlins season, hands down. 
the best pitcher the Marlins have had in God knows how long. Um, the best player the Marlins have had in God knows how long. Um, and just a, a real joy to watch. If you aren't watching every Sandy start, then you're kind of doing a disservice to yourself as far as I'm concerned. And also, I think him going against the Cardinals, the team that traded him for great Marcelo point. Zuna, yes, great has point. To, he had to have a lot of emotion going in, in that. Marlins haven't been playing well. Avisel Garcia has the dramatic home run against his former team. Yeah, no, I think that's a great Very point cool. to highlight. Yeah, Sandy was a, uh, when he was a young, young prospect. Um, was part of the Cardinals organization, was included in the Marcelo Zuna trade that happened in what, like, 2017? Yeah, that the that fire sounds, sale? Yeah. Sounds about right, yeah. Um, and obviously worked his way up, developed with the Marlins, and now is throwing. Also, something I love about Sandy is his velocity either never decreases or slowly. It's like Verlander shit, where it's like the velocity will slowly increase over the game because he doesn't come out throwing as absolutely hard as he can because he wants to be in for the full game. He's got the most complete games in baseball right now, the most innings pitched in baseball right now, a sub-2 ERA, like... This is an all-star. This is an all-star, capital A, capital S, all-star. And the Marlins just locked him up for five years, what, $55 million? Yeah. Steal of the century. Um, like, just uh, this is phenomenal. He wants I'm to just, be there, clearly. He does. He seemingly wants to be there. And, like, if he's pitching like this on $11 million, like, that's the kind of stuff the Marlins need to be doing if they want to compete with, the, with their lower, uh, lower salary. Like, yeah, this was, was a, a phenomenal moment. And then, of course, off day, Marlins are going to lose all momentum and then get swept by the Nationals or some awful shit's going to happen afterwards. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was just it was a lot of fun. One of the more exciting moments of the Marlins season so far. Uh, one of the more exciting pitchers in all of baseball. Dude, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he kind of filled a slot because DeGrom's not there. Yeah. Scherzer's been injured. Kershaw's yeah. been injured. Yeah. So he like has sort of filled the National League slot in like a top starter. He needs to be. Yeah. You think he starts all-star yeah. game? I think so. I mean, who's his competition? Burns? So How's Burns been doing? It's Corbin Burns is number two, yeah. Yeah. But so it's, uh, I'd imagine it I imagine it would be him. Yeah. And I wonder if there's so it's in LA. Yeah. I don't think I don't think they really care. I'm sure they care, but it's like I don't think they care ratings wise, right? Yeah. Because obviously they're, on the Marlins, which is not doesn't have the biggest yeah, fan base. For sure. So it's no, like for sure. But people are still watching because all of their teams are represented, and anybody who's going to yeah. watch baseball would watch the All Star Game. Sure. Um, do you watch? Do you watch the whole All Star Weekend? Do you watch everything? You know what I? You know what I have a soft spot for for is the celebrity softball game. <laughs> oh, I love that, dude! The, I love the celebrity games; they're so funny, so silly. Yeah, I I'll watch it. Home Run Derby, I'm never a big fan of, but obviously Pete's been yeah, in it, and he's not announced it, but I have to bet that he's going to be in it you again. Think he'd be I hope that. he's not, honestly, though, just for like rest for fear of something yeah. bad happening to him yeah, for sure um who else would you want if uh from the national league used to compete in the uh the home run derby in the nl east to compete yeah. um sorry i on the spot a little once bit. again josh bell would be a good one Ted josh bell is, matt, matt olson kyle schwarber kyle those, schwarber. Are, those are the guys uh castellanos would you want castellanos out there castellanos Soler. yeah but schwarber though Solaire would be good too yeah because uh, they do do them. a lot of times where do do <laughs> they do do a lot of times <laughs> that they have the they have a player that's not in the All Star game do the home run compete. Derby. Yeah, that's yeah. a great point. Which would be a Solaire. Also, Solaire obviously had the with the World Series MVP last season's. Sure, got the name recognition at least among baseball fans. Um, Brandon, moving right along, we have feast fan questions now. Our, our consistent, our favorite, our best question asker. Somebody I actually reached out to on Twitter. I was talking to our boy at Just Marlins. Um, because he's a baseball card guy, sports card guy. And so I was talking to him, I was looking at on eBay uh, if I wanted to buy a Jalen Waddle Orange Prism rookie card. Does that mean anything to you, Brandon? 
What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Do you know who Jalen Waddle is? Yes, I know that okay, is, but right, I don't okay. know the orange. What'd you say? Orange prism refractor. All right, I don't it's, know. Man. It's a variation of a rookie card. Gotcha. The highest valued, uh, at least the highest valued available uh, okay. kind of rookie card. Uh, the guy was being an asshole, Brandon. I'll tell the anecdote a little bit <laughs> as I reached out to Justin Marlins. He's, he has 1999 or best offer. So I come out of the gates, 999. Just half it, see what he says. He says, no. Seventeen dollars. I, I go. Okay, we can play a game. How about fourteen ninety nine? He goes nineteen ninety nine. He goes right back to his initial oh, offer. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, okay, my guy read a guy. negotiation book. Yeah, and so we obviously didn't get the deal done. I was mad at him, uh, and so then I started spamming him with lower shit because I was like, two can play this game. <laughs> I was feeling a little vindictive, Good. I suppose. Um, but yeah, so I was talking to uh, Just Marlins earlier this week. He asks. Oh, sorry. Got a little burp going. Your thoughts on what pieces need to be moved by the Marlins prior to the deadline? Who should stay? Who should go? Brandon, do you have any uh, insight on that? What pieces should be moved? So just Marlins is assuming they're out of it. He's like, not, no third wild card. He's saying they're they're done. What pieces should be moved? Who should stay? Who should go? Maybe your guy, Pablo Lopez. You think so? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. if, if cause They have other... Other, I know there's been a lot of injuries, yes. but they had Max Meyer can finally come up. I know he struggled yes. a little bit. And he Edward had Cabrera is still injured. Lazardo's and, on a 60 day IL. So maybe if there is a path for those guys to come back, Sixto's throwing. Sixto's uh, throwing a bullpen session, dude. We didn't even talk about that. So maybe you do trade one of those. I know Kim Ang loves prospects. So like maybe you do trade yeah. a Pablo to get. Um, to get a prospect, maybe Jorge Soler. Maybe someone sees what he did last year. Says, "Hey, we're gonna grab Soler again." You know who um, I don't want us to trade. Who? Your nemesis, John Birdie. John Birdie is 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 on fire in a way that I've never seen him in my entire you life. You know what? But you'd be selling high on Birdie because yeah. previously you wouldn't, you know, people be like, He's a Birdie, utility player, dude. He's like yes. if Chris Taylor started leading the National League in batting average and he, stolen bases. He has an interesting skill because he can steal bases, but also he's been hitting for a high average too. He makes contact, so... I know it's an valuable to a, to a playoff run. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Very valuable plays. Every infield position plays every outfield position. Um, well, I have, I seen him play. He's definitely played second, short and third. Definitely played center field, right field. Yeah. Maybe not right field and left field. I don't know, but yeah, it's a very versatile player. You can, you can definitely get him in the lineup. You can even DH him if you wanted. Like he's, his bat's been hot enough this year that he can, he can for sure be DH. So don't trade uh birdie. I was thinking about this today and I was like, the Marlins should be buyers at the at the deadline if they're buying the right person no matter what their record is. If they're buying somebody that's under team control for longer than two years, they're not a rental and they're giving up major prospects for it, I'm okay with it. Now, Brian Reynolds is getting too hot at the right time. Cedric Mullins and the, the Baltimore Orioles are getting too hot at the right time. Loriano might still be available. I don't know what his contract's like or of how many years of arbitration he has left, whichever one it is. Um, but I'm okay with them buying, even if the season's over this year. As long as it means that they've upgraded at a position moving well, they, forward, they did that with um, Starling Marte. Starling didn't they? Marte, they made the playoffs yeah. the year that they they traded for him. The, the, right, but it was a weird year. It was but surprising. It was the COVID year, yeah, yeah, it was the COVID year. Um, there's a great foolish baseball uh, YouTube video on it, Brandon. If you haven't seen it, um, but yeah, I guess Aguilar's. It seems like the writing's on the wall that Aguilar's gone. They're gonna oh yeah, you got to trade. I forgot about those guys. You got to trade him or yeah. Cooper. Um, Aguilar's on an expiring. And Leo yeah. and Diaz is rotting away in AAA. You got to bring him up. You got to you got to just kind of send dog. I mean, maybe even do that if you're still contending. Like as long as it's not like a direct National League competitor. Like it's an expiring contract. It's an asset that people will want. Like you're always going to want a DH power hitter like that. And Aguilar can get hot for an entire month. We've seen it before. Yeah. And um, Cooper's kind of been your best hitter. Honestly. Cooper's been our best and most consistent hitter, and it's not yeah. really been close. It's not really yeah. been close. He is. He's got an insane on base streak. He's just yeah. He's been remarkable. Um, 
I don't even know who he was a former Yankee. I don't even know who we gave up for him, but that's a that trades a win in my book. Um, and we fired Gary Denbo. We didn't even really talk about that, Brandon, head of scouting and player he's a Jeter guy. Yeah, a Jeter guy. So he's gone. Apparently, a huge asshole. Craig Mish was making it sound like he was just like not a fun guy to be around in the like a Brutal. old school baseball, like old school boss kind of thing. Not a fun person. Sure. So. Um, glad that he's gone. All right, Brandon, we answered that question, and now it's your turn. Hit us with the upcoming schedule, my friend. Mets, they're in New York still. They're playing the Rangers, playing the other Texas team. Uh, then they're going to Cincy to play the Reds. Um, Braves, they're playing the Reds uh, in Cincy um, after this Phillies series wraps, and then they're playing the Cardinals back home. Phillies, they're playing the Cardinals after this Braves series, and then they're playing the Nats also at home. Marlins playing the Nationals in Washington. Then they're playing Shohei Otani and the Angels at home. Uh, Nationals, we already said, baby. They're playing the Marlins, and they're playing the Phillies. Brandon, what series are you looking forward to the most out of all this? Uh, probably the the Braves-Cardinals is a fun yeah. one. Yeah, Phillies-Cardinals is fun. Um, Mets-Rangers is fun. Marlins-Angels, I think right now they're off to do Alcantara versus Otani. Otani, I was about to say the same thing. They're Which off one bummer. day. Yeah, so maybe maybe switch it out a little bit. See switch it out. Give the people what they want. See if you can want. sell out the Lone Depot for the first time in maybe the history of the Marlins. It's such a shame that the Marlins went to the playoffs the one year that nobody could go to the games. That's, wait, didn't they play in Texas and have fans of the stadium though in 2020? Um, Pre-vaccination? Yeah. Yes, they, they did. did. It was like limited, did, yeah. but they, they had people there. It was yeah. the World Series, right? It was yeah, it was the World Series. Yeah, yeah. but they played it in Texas. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I'd say Braves Cardinals is my series. It's a wild card yeah. battle. Braves are red hot right now. Cardinals are a good team. Always have the Marlins number. Uh, not last night though, Brandon. Uh, moving right along, we have a review, Brandon. Somebody wrote a review. Someone reviewed us. We did it. We finally did it. We've been asking for months at this rate, looking for anybody to review us on Apple Podcasts. If you review us five stars on Apple Podcasts, we will read what you wrote. So long as it's not offensive and shitty, Brandon. We have MNJBG. Now, do you know MNJBG? These acronyms just doesn't add up to me. I don't know who the this BG, is. The BG, those are my initials at the end, but no, I don't think so. No relation. Yeah, no relation. They say, this is a lighthearted, easy listen podcast. The host back and forth banter isn't strictly baseball. He's right about that, Brandon. Um, most of the podcast consists of the host discussing their personal experiences for the majority of the show. However, they turn to NLE's coverage towards the final quarter of the podcast. If you don't care for the personal experience coverage, you may want to fast forward towards the final quarter of the show to get your baseball fix. Either way, I enjoy it all. Brandon, very sweet of this uh, of this person to leave a review. Very happy they did it. I only take exception to the last quarter is dedicated to baseball. Because, Brandon, I would say the first quarter is de uh, dedicated to nonsense. And the last three quarters are dedicated to, uh, you know, kind of baseball talk. It's not all baseball talk, but it's a little baseball talk. Um, what's your opinion on that? Are we a 25% baseball, 75% bullshit podcast? I think we're 60-40, at least MNGB. Yeah, or 50-50. But you know what? I'll take it because you're positive on us. It's easy listen. We're easy listening music, We're background noise, baby. We're like Seals and Crofts. I was about to say, yeah, you took the joke right away. Yeah, we're the James Taylor of baseball We're James Taylor. We're Carly Simon, baby. Come on. No, thank you so much for writing a review. We really appreciate it. And if you write a review about the show and leave it on Apple Podcasts, like I said, we'll read it so long as it's not shitty. Brandon, tell the people out there where they can find you. You can follow me at Brando Grosso. Where can they follow you? Follow me at NL. 
NL Feast Sam on Twitter. Follow the show at NL Feast Pod. We tweet out every week looking for fan questions. Sometimes it's a little earlier. Sometimes uh, I forget about it when I'm making the rundown and tweet it out two hours before the show. That's fine. Uh, I blow it occasionally. Don't we all, Brandon? Make sure you uh, shoot us an email at the at the locks email address that I have not been able to crack. Uh, NL Feast Pod at gmail.com. Uh, like I said, leave us a review on Apple, show, Apple Podcast and we'll read it on the show. Check out my band Ugly Twin. Check out uh, check out Brandon's great hair. It's looking good today. It's strong. It's Thank quaffed. You. It's, looking, it's recently it's, groomed. It is recently groomed. I could tell. I got new hair product, and it looks so good when I leave the house. And then within like two hours of me being at work, it just gets so curly. It gets so much curlier than I like it, uh, and so much curlier than I'm normally used to. So I People got, think you're getting a perm? People think I'm getting a perm, dude. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a goddamn shame. Damn, I just realized I got less funny for the last half of the show. You were, I was going to say you were funny today. <laughs> okay, no, you were funny. You were funny. Okay, that's your plug. You're plugging I that I was funny on the show. Sam was funny. Thank you. I'm going to plug Brandon was funny on the show and a sweetheart. You're a sweetheart, please. All right, Brandon, anything else before we get out of here? Ace Ventura. This is what the <laughs> podcast is about. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.